hey america start, start listening, listening. Ow. Ow. oh eric uh, you sound wonderful i you sound great well i don't i don't know about that i uh i have a thing an illness so, oh is this iowa's mm. revenge eric give me a low a no And welcome to another badly infected episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the home of Danny's favorite band, Switchfoot. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. Listen, if it's it's not badly infected, it's actually very thoroughly infected. <laughs> the At least on your end, Eric. Doing a great yeah. job. <laughs> did, you, did you make the infection worse or better? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I'll yeah, be fine. I I just uh, I've had a cough for a couple of weeks and it's not going away. So, so we're That's dealing we're, we're dealing yeah, with that. There's one thing that I wanted for the JESE coverage. It's I wanted uh, someone to sound like Serhat to just <sighs> talk talk with us about a I couple know. of nations. I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's right here. Uh, Sam, hit him with the socials. <laughs> Christ. Oh God. Well, well, y'all can find us at all of the standard social media outlets and some of the weird ones too. You know, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, Blue Sky, Instagram, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. At one two points USA, you can find us on YouTube as well, or just email us directly at twelve points of America at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to check out some of our fantabulous merchandise over on our Redbubble site, or you can support us directly via Patreon. Whether you support us financially or not, we love you either way. But Patreon supporters do get exclusive content, early access to episodes, and all sorts of other goodies. Uh, and it's also just another way to keep in touch with us. Uh, and you might be listening to us right now via our friends at Switch Radio Europe Calling. If you are, that's awesome. And if not, check them out. They're brilliant. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, this is our second Junior Eurovision uh, Roundup episode out of three. Uh, before we do that, there's... Honestly, it's kind of a quiet time of year at the big contest. I think the powers yeah. that be are really kind of focusing on the on junior. Um, not a ton of news to report. Uh, Azerbaijan's release, uh, released a l short list of six potential acts for next year, uh, including the return of Icel, you know, who you might remember as um, X My Heart. So we might see oh. her return. Yep. Uh, Portugal, Festival de Cansal has released their list of composers for their 60th Festival de Cansal, which is great anniversary for them uh no names that immediately jump out no i mean uh, portugal doesn't tend to send the same names over and over in their list of composers mm. so it's honestly for me it's one of the great things i love about ftc is the fact that you're constantly hearing about new new musicians and new artists it's not the same folks over and over again anyway we don't know the songs yet we just have the names of the composers it's out there you can look it up uh, we also have a list of semi-finalists that were revealed in Estonia, uh, including uh, the return potentially of Laura, uh, of uh, she of half of, of Verona fame. Ali, who was also, yeah. Ali, uh, who was in the national final this year. Traffic, who was one of my personal favorite also rands. Um, a band called Everton and the Two Dragons, which is well known over there. Uh, but I will say that there are five more names at time of recording still to be announced. But by the time that you at home are listening to this episode, you will probably know who those names are. Mm. So I uh, think hello from I, the past, I guess. 
Yeah, it sucks back here. Uh, I <laughs> I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a pointless claim. Uh, and if you're listening yeah. and and you can disprove this, please do because that would be fun to know. But I think I may be the only person in the United States to have a copy of Koitume and Laura's Verona on vinyl. You're okay. welcome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, this was a I was gift from, how you got that. from Derek. Yeah, no, you guys <laughs> got it, I guess, and then brought it back to me because I have a record player. Anyway, I haven't opened it. It's a, it's an incredible collector's item. Uh, I like this song. I've decided. Um, Good. Somebody has to. No, it is a fan favorite. It is a fan favorite. Yeah, it's a fan service, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong I with took, that. Yeah, I took a, a train through Verona, uh, so you, so I found it. And now I'm just imagining you on that train through Verona, looking out the window dramatically, like Coit did. Oh, I did. You just, I absolutely like, did. Turn just hundred percent blue steel. Shall we just roll on into our uh, into our reviews for this week? Yes. Do this. All right. So we will do a quick roundup. Uh, we are going to hear and talk about the songs from Italy, Germany, North Macedonia, Georgia, Portugal, and Armenia. Um, so yeah, it's another six songs uh, like last week. Next week we will have the final four songs as well as our roundup. So yeah, we. Could have done this a little bit more equally, but no, we're doing it this way because it's our show. Dang it. Uh, so, yeah, we will start <laughs> off with our first song here. Uh, uh, Melissa and Reina from Italy singing Un Mondo Giusto, A Just World. Let's hear a clip. All right, so that is Melissa and Reina from Italy singing Un Mondo Giusto, a just world, a fair world. Uh, so Melissa Agliotone, uh, she's 13 years old from the La Marche region, uh, just kind of south of, uh, of San Marino, if you know your Italian geography. She was the winner of The Voice Kids this past year. Uh, she was on team at Loredana Berte, which any any hardcore uh, fans of, of the San Remo Festival will definitely know that name. Uh, and the other half of the duet is Reina Mufidi, who is 13 years old from Bergamo. Uh, she was also a finalist on The Voice Kids, so that's how the two of them met. Uh, the song was selected internally. Italy first debuted at Junior Eurovision in 2014, and they won on their first attempt. They've been trying to replicate that ever since, but they've had kind of fair to middling results since then. Last year, they came in 11th place with Chanel's Blah, Blah, Blah. A different Chanel, not slow-mo Chanel, a much younger, more Italian Chanel. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that only came 11th? That was an awesome song. Blah, 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 parole, parole. Anyway... We're going to talk about a mondo giusto. Who wants to start us off? Uh, I'll start us. I feel like I'm always the one champion at the bit to start us off. Um, Do it. I think I think two years ago we talked about how Armenia's win with Kami Kami was going to sort of create this wave of um, more mature uh, songs that uh, could pass for like uh, a, a single that you'd hear on adult radio. Um, and I am not like we didn't see a lot of that last year, but I'm seeing a ton of it this year. And this is one example of one of those songs. This isn't like, you know, this isn't like unique three. What is it? Stand unique uh, from, from the UK yeah. this year. This yeah, isn't quite on three, that yes. level. 
yeah, but it's like there is a more mature sound to this song than, uh, I mean, than like France from last week. Um, their harmonies are really, really tight, and this is um, out of this is this is a good song. This is a so, this is a solid entry. This is not a winner. Uh, so <laughs> sad day, Italy. Uh, but I appreciate that this is a more mature and um, you know less bubblegummy song. Derek, Eric. Uh, I'll just say, uh, I'm so impressed with the vocal work on this one mm -hmm. more than anything to think that these girls could sound like this. I mean, they just sound incredible. I'm not even hundred percent sure what they're singing about. And I'm, I'm just completely sold on it that they could do if they, I, I haven't listened to the live recording and I know there is one out there, but just in studio, I'm, I'm just floored by how good that is. I don't know if it's a winner, but. I think these two have just incredible potential going forward. Uh, I hope this does well. I hope this does better than 11th, certainly. Mm. It had better. I mean, <laughs> it, this is it. It doesn't feel much like a junior song to me. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Like, mm. like I, I could see this doing gangbusters at San Remo for crying out loud. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's just it, musically it's, it's ambitious and powerful. It just doesn't sound like uh, it doesn't sound like a junior song at all. Like we you know we what though? Of... It does sound Italian because it has that one oh, it, little yes. chord change. It has that one magical Italian chord change that's in like every one of their oh, yeah. last few it, entries. It it uh... sounds Italian AF for yeah. sure. Uh, and, and like, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we, we talked about, you know, Armenia two years ago that that didn't sound like a junior song and then it won. Uh, I, 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 I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here. Although, Hey, Italy in November. Wouldn't say no. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure that the vo voters are going to quite know what to do with this. Like it's, it's just, it, it's going to be well done. Uh, I, I assume it is not going to be a disaster live, which would be real heartbreaking. But, but uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, gosh, really well done. Really feels like it's in the wrong contest. I mean, I totally agree with you guys that it sounds like a song that could have easily been, you know, in the run up to San Remo as well. Like give two adult singers, you know, a powerful ballad where they're singing at each other about a, making a better world, a more just world for the future. A juice it, world. It works. A juice world. <laughs> a juiced world. Uh, but it's, they're, again, their voices are just really, I mean, Reina has a really solid, straightforward, fantastic pop voice, and Melissa just has this and quality. This alto this that is just gorgeous. Yeah. Which, and so when, much when texture. you think back Oh yeah, but when you think about Laura Donna Berté and her voice, the, her her coach on the Voice Kids. Okay, okay. Yeah, so she has that same sort of hoarseness and, and that affectation. Part of it is age, but part of it is also just that's how she sings. It's how her sister her her sister Mia Martini sang as well. And I'm part of part of me is wondering what the conversations were as Laura Donna was coaching Melissa. And I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall as Laura Donna was kind of maybe training Melissa of how to harness that, how to develop that. Because it's it's a skill that's going to, you know, carry her forward if she decides to continue on in the music industry as she ages. Um, and it's not something that we hear a lot at Junior. It's I so think cool I know how so she did unique. it. Half a, half a pack a day. 
She's 13. This is, this is not an endorsement of that. I just. <laughs> it is, not, but that is it. Like, like it is bronchitis, this, like I did. The husky no. quality of that, this voice is yeah. a really unique sound, especially at the contest. Gives it a more mature, uh, grown up, more believable sound, despite the fact that these are lyrics that are perfectly suited for junior Eurovision. About, yeah, but at yeah, the same no. time, it's that sort of that minor key, that melancholy of, mm-hmm. you know, the world isn't what it should be. And I dream of a better one. And that that kind of minor key, that twist on the voice, I really, really like it. And I think this is, I don't know how people are going to respond to it, but I love this. Like Italy just keeps sending the anti-France song at Junior Eurovision. And honestly, I'm here to see them fight. Yeah. Winner gets Monaco. Got to settle it somehow. All right, let's. Yeah, should we go to another? Yes. Yeah. Let's. let's next yeah. Let's hop over to uh, another one of the big five countries. Actually, let's talk about Germany. Uh, this is Fia with her song "Unavata" or "Without Words." Let's hear a clip. <laughs> All right, that was Fia from Germany and her song Unavata, Without Words. She's 11 years old and was actually born in Shanghai, uh, but moved to Berlin when she was very young. Uh, she is inspired by her younger sister, who is deaf and nonverbal, to use sign language uh, alongside her actual sung lyrics. So it's, I believe, the first time that we've had significant amounts of a sign language of any sort at Junior Eurovision, which is very cool. Uh, she appeared on The Voice Kids in Germany, uh, where she was actually mentored by none other than Lena Meyer-Landrut, so Eurovision champion How does this from keep 2010. Uh, yeah, I d- <laughs> and it, it's The Voice Kids. I mean, you bring on I the young, can. you know, the young, well-known talents to mentor the younger ones. Uh, Fia won a five-song national final, winning both uh, top votes from the public as well as a jury vote. Uh, this is Germany's third junior Eurovision entry ever. Uh, their debut came in last place, which is very unfortunate. Uh, their 2021 song came third from the bottom. They took a year off and are now back with Unavota. Uh, what do you think? Do you think this will break their sort of streak of meh results? I hope so. Uh, it's I. We don't know the running order. I swear to God, if they have Germany open again. <laughs> it, they couldn't possibly. I understand it's random, but... Like, take their name out of the bowl when you do that, please. Like, I think everyone <laughs> involved will understand. Uh, th- th- this is really, really lovely. I love the music video for this. I, I love seeing her, uh, her, her, re- the relationship she has with her sister, and and with the 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 sign language just about throughout. Uh, it's interesting that she was a a, a voice kids contestant. Because I couldn't, I can't really tell you a whole lot about her voice. It's, it's, it. This is not a vocally challenging or or dramatic song at any point, uh, and I, I think that could that could maybe be a point in its uh, disfavor, or or whatever. But I think, but I think a lot of the focus I expect in the live performance is going to be on the sign language bit. Uh, at least I hope so, and and I think that'll th- that that's going to overshadow any any lack of interesting vocal 
uh, that the song might have. I also really like the beat. This is a this is a cool, cool little pop song. It really is. Uh, this this is this is one that I really really like. I'm not sure how it's going to do. Uh, it, it, Germany has not sent crap. They really haven't. Uh, and and I I hope I hope this is a trend in the right direction for sure. It's commendable that yeah, Germany tends to. Or I'm not even gonna say tend. They do. They do every time send songs that do not annoy me, which is something that I <laughs> listen. <laughs> no other country in Eurovision, the main contest or junior, can really say that. G- Germany to JESC has never sent a song that annoys me, and this ranks among them. Like this, it's a it's a perfectly commendable message, uh, a beautiful story that is told in the music video. Something that I hope they can convey on stage somehow. I agree with you, Eric. This is uh. A, a little unfair in that Germany is sending the kind of thing that would do gangbusters at, at junior Eurovision three years ago. But unfortunately, there's been sort of a sea change toward these more mature, like like radio ready songs where it's like, you know, this is the kind I, of song that might I have been top beat, five a couple of years ago. That, the beat, I think, helps with that in, in this so? case. Yeah. Also, before we yeah. move on, can you please name at least one song that annoyed you? Uh, I just uh, I really want to know. Uh, yeah, a mama. <laughs> oh, mama. You're talking yes. about the winner from last year. Yes. Okay. All right. I just. Yeah, I wasn't right. huge on it either. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just wanted to know. That's all. Yep. I honestly find this song to be rather radio friendly and really quite accessible. Is it? It's not super kitty, and it's not too adult. I feel like that could either appeal to everybody or not appeal at all to anybody. But I find it to be the song that when I think about this year's roster of songs, it's the one that pops into my head first. It's, it's not just it's one of the ones that we the, knew about first. It is one of the, I mean, or at least a minute of it. Cause at first we only had the one, the mm-hmm. one minute of it. And then they mm-hmm. fleshed it out for the full, the full three. Um, but this is the one that I keep coming back to. This is just, it's it's comfortable to me it's accessible it's got a great message it's doing something that we haven't seen at junior before and i think for germany it's a real step in the right direction i feel like their first song was again very nice very lovely but it was a very sweet little ballad their second song was almost sugarily saccharinely optimistic (laughs) <laughs> and i feel like this is a little bit more there, there's a bit more complexity to it and more depth and i think this is a really really solid little pop song and i'm looking forward to seeing germany do better than they have in the past i think part of the reason at least in my uh train of thought is the why this feels simple is because i feel like it's the most child song in the contest this year Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and compared to everything else that feels more mature it just it's easy to kind of lump it in and say it's simple and i don't actually think it's simple i think there's a lot more going on like sam said at the same time it is the song that pops into my head the most it is super catchy Mm -hmm. uh the message behind it is really interesting she's doing something really different that we haven't seen before and there was an artist or a group that tried to do something at senior of Eurovision like this. 
Oh, that was so cool. They didn't make it. Oh, who? Uh, Sir Poland, I, I think. Yeah, Poland yeah, had the Polish century. sign language song. Well, yeah, because that was that was entirely sign language with no no verbalized no in audio words. Yeah. Word. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, there was a Sorry? song from the Finnish national final. I want to say in like twenty, maybe like two thousand nine, twenty ten. Was before I started attending, where they had a rapper and a sign language rapper basically performing concurrently but the sign language performer was the main build event i want to say it was um a song called speaker box by a guy named sign mark and really the the singer the audio like the audible singer was really just an interpreter it was a really kind of cool dynamic and actually frankly kind of a bop uh, again, another recommendation for me after you're done listening to Loredana Berté, find Speaker Box by Signmark. It was a Finnish entry from like 20, 2010, 2009. And when you're done with that, uh, listen to Speaker Box, The Love Below. I was going to say, how did I know? How did I know? It's good. Um, I, I, my only counter uh, to what, uh, what Derek was saying about being kitty is I think Ukraine has it beat by a mile. In terms of kiddiness oh, yeah. and, and simplicity, uh, but that's probably yeah. it. There, there isn't a ton like that this year. Yeah, uh, we'll talk. We're talking about. Are we talking about Ukraine today, or is that next that's week? Next well, week. This, yeah. feels, this feels young, but it doesn't feel kiddy. That's I, fair. I said. That's I said fair. more child appropriate, not necessarily kiddy, but I okay. guess it depends on what you think those terms mean. Uh, I do think this in Ukraine might I, potentially could suffer just because it seems like it'll come off as too simple or too childish compared to everything else. But I mean, France won last year with a very, very kiddie song. So who knows? I would yeah. love to see this do a lot better. I think it deserves uh, more attention than it's getting. And I, I hope people don't look past it too quickly because there's a lot more going on beneath the surface in that regard. So I think a lot's going to come down to the actual staging of it. If it comes across as genuine, if it comes across as people understanding what this is really saying and not too cloying and not to bash you over the head with it. It could really make a, a really major impact. Pull a when we're old, bring the sister out right at the end. Oh, they probably should not actually do that, but they probably should not. Yeah. That, that just feels kind of puppety. I mean, that'd be weird. Yeah. I will get to add someone to our list of great props. No, Sam, please move <laughs> us forward. All right. All right. Let's let's talk about North Macedonia next. Here is Tamara to Tamara Grieska with Kajimi Kajimi Koi. Tell me, tell me who. Let's hear a clip. All right, that is Kajimi Kajimi Koi, or Tell Me, Tell Me Who, by Tamara Grieska from North Macedonia. She is 12 years old. She's been taking part in music festivals throughout the region since about the age of five. Uh, the song is composed by Robert Bibilov, who also worked on songs like Green Forces, who we remember well, and <laughs> Proud yeah. as well. He was on the, um, the team for Proud. I could uh, have so North told you as much. Go on. 
Uh, North Macedonia, even though they were not at Eurovision this year, they are really one of the stalwarts at Junior Eurovision. They've appeared at every edition of the contest except for 2012, 2014, and 2020. Um, Their best results ever were fifth places in 2007 and 2008. Um, Honorable sixth place in 2019 with Mila Moskov's Fire, which is a favorite of this podcast. Last year, they ended up in 14th place with Givoto de Premene, or Life is Ahead of Me. Uh, but where do we think we will see Tamara Grieska on the leaderboard in Nice? You go, Derek. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear. Oh man, this song is very frustrating to me. Do, what? Because I, it's frustrating because I can't think of anything that's particularly wrong with it, and yet it just doesn't work for me at all. Whenever it comes on, I'm just like, uh, I'm just not getting into it. I'm not kind of resonating with it. And I and I couldn't say why. It's well-structured. I think it's well-performed. It's hitting all these beats that it should. It just feels somewhat inauthentic, maybe. Hmm. And if I'm the only one who thinks this, that, that's perfectly fine. I'm not saying You're it's not, a failure. Huh? You are not the only person. Oh, my God. Please, okay. please continue. <laughs> <laughs> there was a part of me that was legitimately weird. I, uh, I don't know what to say that would improve this. It's just one of those things where it's it's uncomfortable in a way I can't put my finger on it. And it just sort of takes the whole thing down with it. And I feel horrible saying that because I know she's really good. And she's, you know, she's really putting in the effort and... I, it just doesn't come together. I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, it kind of leaves me a little bit cold as well. I mean, her vocals are not a problem here. Her vocals are really, really good, really, really solid. And I think any, again, any critique that we have of the song is not of her. The song just doesn't, it doesn't go very well. It, I mean, it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't. Even though it's dramatic, I feel like it doesn't build. It just kind of stays in a certain gear. And I remember a brief through line of the song, you know, the Kajimi Kajimi Koi. And it's, you know, very smart marketing to have that major hook be the title of your song, that re- that repetition. But I can't remember the verses. And I've listened to it a couple of times. And it's a shame because I remember thinking to myself, the vocals are good. The vocals are really solid. I like seeing North Macedonia do well at things <laughs> and it's just not quite there. So I, mm, there are aspects that are, are promising. It just leaves me cold and told Danny. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating because like Derek said, there are elements to this song that I love to see. I love to see uh, a little bit darker tone in lyrics, a little bit more, um, uh, of that genuine uh, locality, that sort of uh, sort of uh, ethnic uniqueness, brought to a song. In this case, it's the you know the the drums and flutes that uh, are very Balkan. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, this sort of comes off as sort of like just another 
intense Balkan song. <laughs> you know, you know, the, the Balkan banger sung by a strong female voice where it's like, yeah, I love the female voice. But unfortunately, it's strong from halfway through the first verse. And so there's no climb, even though there is sort of a feel of building after we, you know, start adding in instruments and more elements. But it's like there's no... Uh, there's there's something that is ineffably dissatisfying about this song. And th that sounds very harsh, but it's just like, uh, this song is, it's it's better than benign, but unfortunately it, it has no, I can't glom onto it. Yeah, it is kind of a relief. We're all on the same page on this. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Derek, it's okay. Uh, I, I'm going to try to shed some light on why I think it is this way. I think it's it is similar to something we said about Italy that it doesn't feel like a junior song, except I think that this one it's even more. That's even more the case, Danny. I'm glad you mentioned like the strong female Balkan vocal because that's exactly that's exactly what it is, and it's well mm -hmm. done. She's she's great. The song the the songs the song is very good too. Um, specifically, what it reminds me of a a, a lot is uh el haida donnie's i'm alive from 2015 mm -hmm. yeah uh it, it kind of has some of these same beats to it and it's and like i think the issue is that a kid is singing it yeah i i, I yeah. It, it may just be as simple as that i don't know that this format works when you're what did you you said 11 uh let me 10. see 12 she's 12 she's 12 <laughs> we were all wrong oh okay all right Jeez. well okay but yeah i i don't know that this format works when you're 12 i like, like with with what italy's doing there's there's a sort of um because we all praised that uh and we're saying some of the same things uh with italy there's there's a universality to the type of song they're doing that i think that i think makes it work on on uh whatever level it it needs to and i think that it's that's probably going to do all right this i don't know i i just it's it's weird that a kid is singing it i think i think that's it sorry normac we love you we really do like like and i think it's i think it's cool that you went this route uh and and maybe we're wrong and and their their appreciation for this goes beyond just uh big kid eurovision but We'll see. Uh, also, is every person in Normac named Tamara? <laughs> Just half of them. Of More or less, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just asking. That's such an interesting thing to say because I'm now trying to imagine if this was the adult song that they had sent, would I like this better? I'm not I sure. I don't, I, maybe I don't a bit at least. So. I'm not sure. There is, I, I, I just see, find it interesting. Like once Sam mentioned proud, I'm like, okay, I see where this is coming from. I don't think he's bringing his A game in this case, but I definitely see that that pedigree. So, I just find it interesting that last year's North Macedonian song was all about holding on to your youth and not growing up too fast. And now this year we have a very mature song. Very yeah. mature vocal. It's, Tell it's me why I don't contrast. have a hero of my own. Yeah. Tell it's, it to me. I, it's just, I, it's I, just I, an interesting contrast, that's all. Yeah. I, I appreciate the movement towards sending 
sort of the experimentation with sending more mature songs. But this is not going to work out for everyone that's doing it. And it'll be interesting to kind of see where the pieces fall there. But yeah, I don't, I, this in particular, I don't think works as a junior thing. So. Mm. All right. Well, let's hop over to Georgia then with Anastasia and Ranina with the song Over the Sky. I don't know how to translate that. Neat. Here's a clip. <laughs> but I'm hungry, y'all. Yeah. This is why I said right. dinner before these things. All right, that is George's entry this year, Over the Sky by Anastasia and Ranina. Uh, Anastasia Vasadze was picked as the winner of the national final, Ranina, back in June. And it was announced in September that she'd be joined by Nikolos Karati and Otto Bazarashvili, uh, who were finalists in last year's national final. Uh, instead of actually going by their names, they're just calling the two of them Ranina. So I guess it's sort of like, if the mamas were just called Melfest behind John Lundberg? Uh, it's like a, it's like Tony Orlando and Dawn, you know, like Dawn was always like three women. So it's like a collective noun. Ah, you know, like we, we, the two men here, we are the Renina in the group. Yes. It's like that. Uh, I'm yeah. glad I cleared that up. These... Like, the oh, Borg. absolutely. <laughs> like the Borg. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was the Whatever. <laughs> He will be assimilated into Renina. Anyway, uh, songwriters this year are uh, Betko and Mebo Nutsubidze. Uh, so there's no connection this year to Giga Kukianidze, who has worked on the majority of Georgia's junior Eurovision entries, uh, including their winning songs. They have got an incredibly strong junior Eurovision track record as a nation. They've got three wins, two silvers, and a bronze since they debuted in 2007. They have only scored out of the top 10 three times since participating. They've only scored out of the top five six times. They are pretty good at this. So what do we think of Anastasia and Renina? Okay. Well, first of all, I'm going to say uh, I, I'm very sad to see that Monica Liu from Lithuania stepped on the carousel from something wicked this way comes and is, was reborn as a nine-year-old nine-year-old girl in Georgia. Very sad to see that happen. However, I'm very happy for everything else that is happening here. I'm going to start by talking about one particular thing from this song that I don't hear in literally every other song. I feel like it never occurs to any other singer of a pop song that there are dynamics. You do not have to sing at forte for the entire song. In fact, you shouldn't. Because as you can see in this song, it's very charming and enchanting when you sing piano as a contrast to anything else that's going on, the two guys, the Ranina, of course, uh, they do that about halfway through the song at one point in the chorus. And it's like a very affecting moment. Like it creates a new depth to the song. And I'll say that overall, this song is sort of 
I, I don't know. There's a touch of the touch of the JESC formula to it. It's a lot about love and peace and being the hero and and you know, there's there's a sense of grand uplift to the song. Yeah, who cares? Uh, this is a real elevation of that. I don't know. I, I really love watching the music video too. I love when the kid turns into the cardboard superhero and flies so close to the ground. It's like the right flyer. Like I'm just I'm I'm worried every time that he's gonna clip a tree and then explode or something. But like <laughs> I, I really like everything about this song like it's so stupid because this is this is not a complex song this isn't even that uh it's nowhere near as like mature as italy's song is however i feel like they just have a very this is a very warm fuzzy song that is done well i really like it congratulations monica lou you're even better as a nine-year-old you know i i <laughs> my my joke i had written She's down 11. yeah duh uh <laughs> Therefore, my, your point my, is invalid. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't thinking Monica Lou. I was thinking more about how it's, uh, I think it's interesting that uh, every 11-year-old girl in Georgia looks like Mike from season one of Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to say Coconut Head from Ned's Declassified no, School Survival Guide. <laughs> uh, I wasn't, but I don't know. I also don't know what that is. So, No, uh, I, okay. I, uh, Georgia, I love you, and I'm sorry for my stupid joke. Um, it's not complicated. You're right. But it is weird. It's very, you know, we talk about Portugal's Portugaling. Georgia's Georgiaing so hard on this one. Uh, but at junior, people love that. And yeah, and that's great. Uh, there are some harmonies towards the end of this that are just unreal. Like this is this is out there. It's it's not the most accessible song we've heard from from Georgia or from the other countries this year. But I feel like people are gonna. I think it's gonna click with people. It's just really it's really well done, and uh, I hope they fly. I assume they can actually fly. Yeah, I hope they put the kid on wires. I hope he is two inches off of the ground. No, no, no wires. <laughs> just literal human flight. Danny. Oh, okay. I yeah. see. Right. They wouldn't lie about that in a video up. for clicks. No. Sam, would they? I mean, I just assumed that all kids in Georgia can fly. Right. Like, I thought that was just part, part of the part flying of it. children like, of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they also yeah. Uh, sit astride colossal white horses and, and mm -hmm. pilot their gondolas among stars. It's the Kachapuri. And those who cannot turn into bees. Mm -hmm. Which yeah. can roll it. Fly. <laughs> oh God. All right, keep it going. Uh, keep it going. My my thoughts on the song are really kind of complicated in the fact that like the structure of the song is non-traditional and it feels it feels more like a vocal exercise than a song to me. Granted, a very, very well sung vocal exercise. But it feels like this is the song that the kids would be singing to warm up their voices before they sing the actual song that they were going to sing. And somebody decided to record this by mistake. It's very well done. It feels very Georgian. There's I don't know I don't know enough about like traditional Georgian like polyphonic harmonies to know if this is really a traditional motif. I feel like I've heard something similar in other Georgian songs before. Will people vote for this? Are they voting for this is really pretty, or are they voting for something more exciting? I don't know. It's. This is a crapshoot. 
it's a very, very noble crapshoot. But it's a crapshoot for me. I always love an episode where Sam's wrong. It doesn't happen a lot, but I'm glad when it happens. Uh, I'm not saying it's know, bad. I'm just I, saying it's a risk. I, it's a I, honestly, I, I, back, Sam. I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that assessment. I think that's fair. I just if this were any country other than Georgia, I'd be like, what the hell is this? Like this, this is this doesn't this isn't gonna fly. Although, also, if it was any country other than Georgia, I would say, why isn't this the Georgian song? Because it's very clearly the Georgian song. Yeah, Derek, is, what do you think? Also, the fact you're singing in uh, Georgian. Sort of, so yeah, oh, okay. this is sort of that weird curse of reputation. Like we allow this to happen because they've already done it so many times that we're just sort of expecting it. Uh, I I do kind of agree with Sam. This doesn't feel like a whole song as much as it feels like a really weird experiment. It's the kind of video I would expect to play in that little theater room at a modern art museum that you go into and you watch it for like 20 seconds and you're like, okay, I've seen enough of this and you walk ah. out. Um, I think it's all really, really cool. Yeah, I I think it's all really cool. I think they're they're really, really just hitting for the fences on this. I don't think it's cohesive, but just every single thing they're doing is just so interesting and so wild. And there's like, a really ethnic sound to it that you don't get anywhere else and the look of it it's just it's like straight out of a children's book fantasy kind of thing i admire the hell out of it i don't necessarily like it as much but i'm so glad it's here i'm so glad it's doing what it's doing i think about george's staging last year and they had those weird pylons on their heads or whatever the hell that was oh yeah um <laughs> they look like aliens from a 70s sci-fi movie. Uh, if like, if chess just, pieces had come to life and were sentient, yeah. Yes. It's never boring. Whatever George is doing at Junior, it's never boring. It's always just going for it. And guys, just keep doing that, please. Even if it's a colossal disaster, I still, I'm just, I'm never bored with it. It's bees and candy and little tiny Maurice Chevalier and... All sorts of wonderful things. It's it's Georgia. God, I love it. They're, they're so yeah. obviously having fun. Oh yeah. Have we all said our piece on Georgia? Oh yes. All right. So let's move on to our fifth song of the episode. Let's hop over to Portugal with "Where I Belong" by Julia Machado. Let's hear a clip. All right, so that was a clip from Where I Belong by Julia Machado from Portugal. She is 12 years old, born and raised in my home state of New Jersey to a Portuguese family. What? Uh, she, yeah. Did a lot huh. of work in, um, yeah, over in the Red Bank area. There's a, a musical theater area. Um, like the, the Kevin Smith Red Bank? Yeah. Is he from Red Bank? Yeah. I think he is. That explains the hockey um, jersey. She's a woman of taste. What can I say? Go Devils. Um, anyway, she moved back to Portugal uh, with her grandparents' family, uh, grandparents and extended family, in order to take part in The Voice Kids, which she won back in June. That was the uh, the ticket that gave her the opportunity to sing for Junior Eurovision this year. Uh, Where I Belong was co-written by her coach on The Voice, Fernando Daniel. 
Uh, Portugal's last two junior Eurovision entries were their highest results to date. Uh, their song Uhapash coming in 11th place with like third place from the televote, very, very high vote there. And their entry last year, Anu Setenta, coming in eighth place with a more of a rock sound. We're hearing a bit more of a traditional ballad from Julia with Where I Belong. Um, what do you what do you guys think of it? I think this is adding to the growing list of uh, songs I dub. Is Portugal okay? This yeah. is this like and uh, that's that's somewhat of a joke. I'm not like genuinely concerned. I don't no, think. because this this but, Portugal hasn't Portugaled. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I I, I in terms of like the emotion involved sure, in this, this is a kick right in the feels. Uh, and and um, it's, I'm actually, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I, 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 it's, it's really emotional. I think this is another example of a song going in a more mature direction that we haven't seen a ton of at Junior. And I'm really not sure how it's going to be received it's it's really really emotional for for better or worse and i'm i'm really not sure which it is uh it's it's well sung it's very pretty it's very very pretty but it is a kick in the feels i'm curious like how this lines up like if this goes right before uh the song we're going to talk about next or something like that like i think it just gets buried but but we'll see We'll see. I, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's getting buried. Um, the, I, I say. I. I think that this is a sort of step away from Portugal, who, even at the junior contest, has sent such unrepentantly strange, unpoppy songs, and then they send this, which just sort of sounds like everything else. Like to to be blunt, this is so a song that passes for any other country. Um, like there is a certain. There's a certain sadness, there's a certain deep emotion to this song, but the instrumentation, the arrangement of this song really just sort of feels like a, it's it's sort of what I expect from a JESE song, and that's not something that I ever want to say about Portugal. That's, that's, that's where I am with this one. I have a thing for, at least at Senior Eurovision, the sad boy ballads. <laughs> I, I tend yes. to cut them a little bit more slack than I should, admittedly. I think, uh, I think you know, musically, yes, it's it's not doing anything specifically Portuguese. Or maybe it is, and I'm just it's a little too subtle for me to notice. Not the way Georgia was. I mean, Georgia was leaning hard into it, and it was so obvious. But I think um, emotionally, that sense of longing, that kind of sadness, the ennui, I guess, which more French, but you get the idea. That feels very genuinely Portuguese to me from some of their other kind of more solemn, serious songs. I, we talk about kind of sincerity in emotion on a lot of music. And I don't doubt this one for a second. Like when she's singing, I feel it. And I know there are children out there at this age who feel alone or feel lost. And it's interesting hearing her backstory that she grew up in America and then moved to Portugal. I'm guessing when she got to Portugal, she felt completely out of place. And I get that, you know, even as an adult, sometimes I feel kind of like, yeah, I don't belong here. This isn't for me. You know, it's, it's, I think it's a universal emotion. I think a lot of people are going to connect with. 
is it the kind of thing that's really going to do well here? I don't know, but I, I buy it. I'm a hundred percent on board for what she's singing about. And it, yeah, it got me. Like I'm genuinely sad when I hear this. I'm with Derek on this one. Like I, 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 yes. I mean, we all know my feelings about Portugal and how much I love it, but yeah. And you know, of course there's the New Jersey thing that people are going to assume that I'm just going to be, you know, yeah, Jersey. Oh, yeah. But um, you're allowed. Yeah, I am allowed. <laughs> but I, I mean, between the quality of the vocals are, are good, are really quite good. There's a reason why she won the voice, but there's a sincerity and an honesty here that, She's not listed as one of the songwriters, but I wouldn't have been surprised if she had. This felt very, very personal and very, very honest. I think, you know, there's the natural sense of feeling feeling lost and feeling lonely and feeling like a fish out of water that happens when you're in your early teens or your, your preteens. But then when you pile on being a third culture kid on top of it, you know, being you know, born in America to Portuguese family and then going back and, and just it's it's that culture shock of where do I belong? Am I American? Am I Portuguese? Am I both of these things? Am I neither? Am I somewhere in between? It's it's a very real and honest sentiment that I don't really see addressed in in a lot of these in a lot of these songs. It's it's really yeah, it's touching. It's really, really touching. It's the song itself, it took me a couple of listens to actually get the through line of the melody. It was the lyrics and the and the story content that really grabbed me. I fully admit that the song itself is not the most catchy or imaginative. I get that. But the lyrics and the sincerity are what are what grabbed me here. Uh, I'll just I'll just add that I this is gonna sound weird. I worry it's too sad for junior. Like, like I completely but agree, but I just, this is, and it's so she, heartfelt and it's so genuine. I get it, but it's Portugal. Uh, are they, you okay? uh, they're Portugaling. They are. It's, it's just not in, in a, way in a different expect. way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Danny was saying, I do feel like this could have come from just about anywhere, but, but I don't know. I, I, I worry that it's just a bit much. And I, I think it's going to depend on what's around it uh, yeah. in, in in running order. We don't have as much running order data in junior, and I, I don't know that it matters as much in junior, especially when, like, voting. You can vote bef before the show has even started. So, like, it for a, a lot of these votes, it literally does not matter. You can listen to them in any order you want. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm not sure about this as a as a big contender or anything. I'll add. We haven't talked about Poland yet. And we're going to do that next time. I think thematically, these two songs are very very similar. They're both dealing with yep. kind of a, a yep. sense of feeling out of place and alone and sad. Uh, Poland is doing something very different aesthetically with the music yeah. versus this Ooh, one. Yeah. And I'm really curious to see kind of how people react to that. But knowing that Poland has traditionally done better just in general at junior than Portugal has, mm. I'd hate for this one to do badly just because yeah. it's sad. It should be That's noted. Fair. North Macedonia kind of also has a similar similar message to it of, you know, who will be who will stand with me and who will be my hero and and 
There's a lot of that as well. Anyway, shall we move on to our last song of the night? Let's pivot as much as humanly possible. (laughs) Thank God. All right. So we will end our episode with Armenia, last year's uh, host nation, with Yan Girls, Do It My Way. Let's hear a clip. Don't you mess with me I'ma do it my way All right, that is Do It My Way by the Yan Girls from Armenia. I mean, Yan, everybody's last name in Armenia is Y-A-N or I-A-N. So, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Nane, Nancy, Camila, Susanna, and Aida. Uh, the first three are 11 years old. Susanna is 10 and Aida is 9. Uh, they were the last act to be revealed uh, at this year's contest, uh, even though technically Ireland released their song afterwards. But, you know. Basically, this is the last song to, uh, to fill out the list. Uh, the song was composed by Tokyo Nine with lyrics by Varum Petrosian and Malena. So this Hell is yeah. the same composition team as Kami Kami. Good choice. Uh, Armenia, we, we, we talked about Georgia being a junior Eurovision powerhouse. Armenia is even more so. Oh, yeah. They've got oh, yeah. two wins, five silvers, and two third-place finishes since their debut in 2007 in their 16th previous appearances they've never come lower than ninth they are quite good at this so do we think that yan girls and armenia will continue the trajectory who wants to start this one i'll start it because i hate this song um Uh, I fully acknowledge that this is a song that is probably going to be top three if it doesn't win. Um, This song is an onslaught. Like, I could tell that it's Tokyo 9. Look, you you might chalk this up to me just showing my age, but I'm not sure when I was... (laughs) I'm not sure when I was 15 or 16 that I would have liked this song at all either. This is such a... Such a bombardment of production. This is such an electric song. I feel like if I tried to like this song on Spotify, I would suddenly feel like I did like three lines of cocaine and drank a jolt. Like, what is what what is going on in this song? Not there's an endorsement. Always, there's there's always something <laughs> going on. It it feels like my heartbeat should be at 180 BPM. I the, the song just flies by, and I'm like, oh okay. So there were a million synth chords, and what else? Uh, these I I'm I'm I have I have no idea what's going on in this song. Uh, it is just. <laughs> until i die and i do very fast eric what's going on wow did you say eric or derek i said eric oh oh okay well time for some whiplash here we go yeah that's right Mm -hmm. Uh, right. tell me how much you love this song here's here here's my feeling Um, (sighs) if they can do this live and i i'm very confident they can to paraphrase vince carter at the 2000 nba slam dunk contest it's over. This is, I can see what they're going for with this. Uh, and they nailed it. Uh, we talked, uh, well, uh, one of the episodes where Sam wasn't here. Uh, I think we talked, we, we had talked about, I don't remember how it even came up, but, but what would happen, uh, if, if a K-pop act 
showed up, especially in a, a televote friendly year or something like that, because we saw what happened at the American Song Contest and how the fans of this sort of music turned out in a ridiculous manner. Uh, this is an outstanding K-pop song. Uh, it it has it has references to uh, big uh, the big names in 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 the genre here and there. That the the line in your area is a Blackpink thing, uh, hmm, and I'm sure okay. that I'm sure that's absolutely deliberate. Um, I was gonna say none of that because you described this as a K-pop song before I listened to it. I didn't pick up on any of that. I I, I listen to this song and I don't hear K-pop explicitly. What do you hear? I, yeah. I d- what I d- else could you I d- possibly I understand that there's the voo until you die? But like besides see, that, what <laughs> do you say that? And it just sounds like an obnoxious electronic song from 2011. That's what it sounds like to me. Well, that's K-pop. And and I <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the music video, it's no question. Yes. That's yeah. I mean, and the, that's the, the, the the brief. I didn't even notice this the first couple of times I watched the video. The 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 very brief interludes where they where they kind of morph into animated like anime yeah. sort of style yeah, versions or, of I, I thought it was like the, like AI just, versions of themselves. Yeah, but just but ever ever so briefly. They know exactly what they're doing and they nailed it on this. I really think the song is great. I think if the and I really think if the performance is good, this is going to trounce the competition. I think this is it. I am as confident in that as I've been in any of the preview shows that we've done. I think I think this is just going to run everyone over. I mean, I I don't disagree. I don't necessarily this isn't this I'm not part of the audience for this. I fully recognize that I am not who this song is being marketed to. I don't really listen to K-pop that much. If it floats across my my Spotify whatever, I don't hate it, but it it's not my thing. But if you look at the biographies of the vast majority of the kids who are singing at this contest, many of them are saying, I listen to K-pop. Yep. Or, you yep. know, this is, this is what, this is what the kids are listening to. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's relevant to them and it crosses borders. Like your K-pop can it's, absolutely be sung partially in Armenian. Why not? It's, it's a revolution uh, in terms of worldwide musical success. Any of that is. Uh, I, I'll also yeah. quickly note, uh, there's an instrumental break towards the end of this that is just absolutely sick, and I love that. Uh, but also, uh, I will note that the song is two and a half minutes long. That, Damn it, that... you're stealing my talking points here. Ha ha, take that. Shouldn't have gone to Japan. Uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> just, just that they can add more dancing to this. They can add more spectacle to this because they have the room to do it. Uh, I don't know I that mean, they, they need to. just might, too. I... They almost I, certainly they may will. not. They, yeah, this I it's just it's spectacular. I'm not a betting man, but if I was. I would say this is it. And I also do just feel kind of squicky about betting on children. <laughs> Why? No, it's I'm just going to leave that there. Okay. okay. Derek, what do you think? <sighs> this is I'm a little conflicted about this one because I'm not really into K-pop. Though, whenever I hear it, I wholly recognize that it's it's just the I understand why it's a phenomenon. It's just so catchy. It's it's so much fun. It's bright and colorful. And it's it's infectious in a way that a lot of pop music, I don't think from anywhere else is. And for other countries to kind of capitalize on that and capture that 
so well, I think it's really, really impressive. I don't know if this is a guaranteed winner. I, I like, I just don't. Um, but top three, absolutely for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. We're talking about this as a pure kite kind of K-pop song versus like toy, which was K-pop inspired and still did exceptionally well. I'd be curious to see what would happen if like a genuine K-pop sound appeared at senior Eurovision and what kind mm -hmm. of effect that would have. I imagine it would do quite well still. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what they do with this in terms of staging. We saw, I'm suddenly blanking on her name. This, the, the adult from this year <laughs> from brunette. Uh, from brunette. brunette. Oh yeah, of course the generic Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> it sounds like a, it sounds like a police description. Uh, anyway, Brunette, <laughs> Armenian had that. brunette. yeah yes yeah, brunette. uh she like she had like a 20 second gap where she could insert a dance break and that was deliberate uh so you know i i think i think they should absolutely put a dance break in here i think that'd be perfect for it i i'm really curious what tokyo nine's kind of gig is here is he going to continue down this path of doing junior songs or is he going to try for the senior contest again he seems like I he's got he does yeah, he's he's got something like he's figuring it out. So, I mean, he had a great song in the national final a couple of years ago. Save, Save me, me that we've we've mentioned incredible. on the show a number of times. He yeah. he's not a great live performer is the thing. Yeah, but he's had a couple uh, years to work on that. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. that's that's not something you are locked into being for sure. <laughs> I think of like like Sig Rasta has done so many songs for Estonia over the oh, years yeah. and even appeared himself. I'm kind of hoping that it'd be nice to see him do his own thing once again. But we'll see. I, I'm, I'm super excited about this one. Definitely. If this wins, I wouldn't begrudge him that. It's great. All right. Uh, so as a little bit of a summary, today we talked about Italy, Germany, North Macedonia, Georgia, Portugal, and Armenia. Why don't we go around and just say what our, our top pick of the week was? Uh, I could probably guess it for you, Eric, but why don't you at least make it official? Armenia! <laughs> Derek, what about you? Oh, this one's hard. There's a few really good ones this year. This was a good mm. one. Or this week, even. Um, my heart says Portugal. Mm. It it just really affected me. And yeah, Armenia there would be second there. Just that's really something special. I'm going to go in another direction here. And I am actually going to say Germany is my favorite this week, even though mm. Italy is up there and Portugal's message is great, and I totally expect Armenia to do well. But for me, if I had to pick one for personal taste, it's Germany. Danny, wrap us up. Wouldn't be a wouldn't be a Eurovision contest if there weren't a song that I liked better than anyone else for no reason. It's Georgia for me. <laughs> I that totally so, tracks. Fancy, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. So is this now our what second a... week in a row? It's our second week in a row that the four of us have had four different number ones. I believe it is. I it's cannot wait year. to hear our top fives. Oh man. Oh yeah, they're gonna be so wild. <laughs> gonna be good. Oh, uh, next week's gonna be great. And we've got four left, and yeah. it's gonna be Spain, Ukraine, and mainly on the plane. I think. <laughs> uh, Poland and what's I'm going through? Oh, Malta. We haven't talked about Malta. So, wow. so those will be the four. I hope we each like one of those the most. I'm sure I will. <laughs> All right. You at home, let us know what you thought about this week's show. What were your favorites? What top, bottom, whatever, whatever. What'd you like? Let us know. 
12poinsforamerica at gmail.com or all of the uh, all the normal social media spots. You know how to reach us. We love hearing from you. I guess we will uh, catch up again next week, everybody. Until then, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. I've been Danny. And America. Stop, Stop listening. Stop listening now. Listening now. Oh. Approximately now. Ooh, there's a big trash button. I wonder what that does.